my and my skip intros. <laughs> oh, <Mark. laughs> I, 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 someone was here the other day just complaining about how bad that was. It was and, me. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. What's up, everybody? We're live. I oh, wanted hey. to catch you guys <laughs> in the middle in the middle of talking about something. <laughs> uh, so we were talking about the uh, intro yeah. music to uh, Star Enterprise? Trek Enterprise. Oh, yeah. it's the yeah, best. It's not the or- it's not the orchestra. I love the orchestra, and they did like some hillbilly rock or something like that. It's not hillbilly <laughs> rock. <laughs> it's mainstream rock. What are you talking about? Yeah, whatever. It's like it's like Ban Jovi in yeah, the modern Ban Jovi. Time. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. No. That- Anyways, uh, we're <laughs> for better or worse, we're here on this Friday. Yeah. <laughs> we're live. We're alive. Anyone's still watching. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. It's a Friday. It's the Friday before Grotuary begins. Oh, dude, uh, nice. No, yeah. No, it's no Gitsuary. Gitsuary? Gitsuary? Yeah, because they're not called. Um, not because of the they're not like, Grots. Get, yeah. I guess they are Grots. I like Grotuary. Let's go with Grotuary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, and so we are, uh, as we're waiting for our Games Workshop shipment to come in, uh, we uh, are going to talk to you about a lot of different stuff. Uh, mainly uh, about organized play, uh, how to run it, uh, how to get into it, and uh, the benefits that it not only has uh, for you as a player, but what it does for the store that you're playing at. And we're going to talk a little bit about this generic instead of our store in particular. Yeah, yeah. Let me take that off the ticker though, because I had it at Giga. But let's just do how to do it. Yeah, in yeah. Well, I mean, like in terms of like what we do here can be applicable to any game store. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and for those uh, who are listening, uh, because we do have a lot of people who come in from a lot of other um, stores or uh, metas or communities, whatever you want to use to call it. And, you know, every game has their own system, like what's doing well, what's growing, what's what's being the thing. And uh, organized play is usually the way to, to do it. Um, and so we kind of want to speak to a wider audience on it because, yeah, absolutely. hey, uh, if your game is doing well in your area, that means you guys can come to our area and play games with us when we host events or tournaments or yeah, things like that. I like so, that. Growing the community uh, at large is great. Yeah, like because well, this is the year of the community, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it is the year of the community. And, and it's really important to, to talk about, too, um, especially in the communities that I am. Like, we see a lot of people from, you know, the, what is it, Georgia is sandwiched between, what, four different states? Alabama, Tennessee... Um, north south carolina south. North... oh yeah, yeah yeah we do touch both yeah. north and south carolina mm-hmm. so five yeah so so we are in the center and we see a lot of people from those different communities come in and uh their experience with games is probably a little bit different than than ours but it's something that um we can help each other improve uh so we can only talk about what we know and what we know how to do well which i think is uh organized play absolutely yeah, so. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, start with like uh, who organizes it. How do we get people to organize organized play? Um, champions. Yeah. The the we found success in our champion system, which is basically saying, um, hey, find someone who's really passionate, um, who does have the time and energy to be a volunteer, and that's really important not only for uh, you as someone who is passionate about a game, uh, going to the store, but it's also important for us as a store when you guys you know, come up and say, hey, I'd like to hold this position with you guys. Um, we need to be able to determine if you have the time and 
available mm -hmm. uh, because that's usually everyone's number one enemy right is is time oh yeah so like they might have free time to come up and play games but that's where their free time might end you know like they may not have time to work on writing a narrative or uh coming up with rules or even just uh recording down uh battles and things like that to to keep track of a league because that's really important if people's games aren't getting tracked then what's the point like you yeah. know um and that's the you know like in a league you want to see the progress you want to see what everyone else is doing uh so finding those people to have time and energy is is a big plus and once you find them you give them basic guidelines and uh things that are easy for them to achieve um and this is something that they can set up for themselves or it's something that you could uh, basically give them an outline for. And the easy to achieve part is really, really important because you want to set a base minimum. You don't want to tell them that like, you know, hey, as a part of this league, make a bunch of custom terrain and write your own rules pamphlet and <laughs> do all this sort of stuff. Because, hey, uh, <laughs> once again, that time, that time monster. They have uh, real life too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so don't, uh, with your champions, expect them to run what they're volunteering for and mm. set realistic expectations mm, that's good uh, i would even say uh set them even a little bit below realistic yeah uh, because once again you give them something easy to achieve they're going to whether it's you yourself writing these goals yeah. or other people but you write yourself the base minimum like at the end what would i be happy with um at the end of the day like like at when this league gets going what will i be happy with yeah um so once you have that and you accomplish that and you still have extra time, you're going to be like, oh, my God, I feel like a, <laughs> I feel like a demigod. Like I am, <laughs> I am beyond my scope and power. Um, that's a really important thing because, once again, uh, people at the store, you know, your, your, the, me and Mark, those who work here and run it, if you're like, hey, I'm just going to come in, uh, you know, keep track of games, uh, let them run simple uh, scenarios from the book the scenarios that kind of fit with the theme or yeah. whatever mm -hmm. and that's fine but then you come to us and be like hey i had a little extra time i was able to write a special scenario for this league and we're going to be like oh my god you're so talented yeah. <laughs> cool. uh, and you know it, it's it's important because uh exceed those expectations you said um and this isn't like something that you have to do every time because if you come to us and say hey listen i got those things that I said I was going to do done, and we're going to be like, oh, that's great. Like, you know, um, here's some more price support or, yeah. you know, uh, thank you so much. You're fulfilling your goals. Uh, we'll brag about you on the GigaCast. Mm. You know, it, it's it's one of those things where if you just do, <laughs> it's really weird to say because it sounds so simple. But if you're able to accomplish in terms of setting up a league and running it, mm -hmm. if you're able to do the things that you say that you're going to do, it goes a long, long way. It builds it builds your community because not only does your store say, hey, this is a guy that we can trust. This is a guy who's passionate about the games, but so does everyone else who's playing yeah. the game as well. It gets everyone on the same level. Yeah. Like the store, the players, and the organizers, they're all working together. Then there's always going to be games or the ability to organize games ready yeah. for you. And that makes the game blossom. Yeah. Like it grows the community. Yeah. It, it, it builds trust across everyone. Exactly. You know, like... Um, and that's something that like, I, I don't like as me as an individual setting up saying like, oh, hey, I'm going to get this thing done and then not having time to do it or yeah. something else coming up because, you know, hey, for the most part, we're all adults. We might have some younger kids listening to us. And if so, hi. hi. Um, <laughs> uh, but 
but we all have responsibilities and duties and jobs and mm -hmm. all that. Yeah. Uh, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we have kids listening, so it's like, yeah. good. Uh, Mark's appealing to that. Yeah, that, just that, do the childish thing. That that eight to twelve audience. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, uh, setting simple goals that are mm. easy to accomplish, um, which will, you know, get people excited and all that sort of stuff. Now, support do from the store. What are some of the best ways that store can support someone who's running a campaign? Um. So. I have found, at least with me, is if you go to the company, like if, if you work at a game store or you are running the league, go to whoever um, is in charge, whether it's me, um, personally me first, <laughs> then David, um, or even Nasha, uh, our assistant manager. Um, so go to someone who is in charge. And I can go to the game company and say, hey, we have this wonderful league. We're going to be posting about it on our social media. We can tag you as a company in it, and like you can use. But we would like to see a little bit more uh, price support or product support. And usually, they're very happy to. Yeah, apply. almost mm -hmm. always, 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 always. Game companies are like, "Oh my God, we love this exposure. Mm -hmm. We, mm -hmm. they eat it up. They love to see people playing games, and especially for games that are bringing in new folks or you're having a lot of people. Come. Yeah, um, they love to see that, and so." I can usually go to any one of my contacts at a game company that we have as a distributor and say, hey, we're running this league. Can you send us a little something extra? And it can be something as simple as like a poster, right? Like, you know, mm -hmm. but once again, if I say, hey, the game company that you are playing this game of is really liking what they're seeing, they sent a, a little thank you or a little addition to the league prize pool. Here is a poster that we can raffle off for everyone who's participated in. Yeah, so um, great. And once again, that's that's a game company building that relationship with that community. Mm -hmm. So it's saying to them, hey, we love what you're doing. We know you exist. Uh, <laughs> thank you for playing our game. Yeah. Um, and and that's a really great thing on both ends. Companies love to see new people in their game, um, whether you guys have been playing for a while or just starting. Uh, but getting that exposure to them, uh, they really appreciate and. I know the players appreciate when the companies take the time to say, hey, thank you, yeah. you know, or. So one thing I'd actually like to ask, though, is yeah. so with the new year here, how many people who have joined the leagues, New Year's resolution was to build and play with the models that they got for Christmas? I hope so. Yeah. I hope it was a lot. Um, right. I'd like to think that a lot of people not only uh, got new models, but like their their resolutions or goals for 2019 would be to uh, finish armies, get yeah. them on the mm -hmm. field and paint it. Because mm -hmm. uh, that's my big goal, is that I've had some armies for years now that I've had undone, like not yeah. finished. I've had a couple pieces done, because I usually like knock out a couple characters, and then I'm like, infantry, yeah. nope. No, thank you. <laughs> um, and, and dip out of there. So that's a good segue. Uh, How does an organizer get people into the league and keep them interested? So, for instance, we have Kai with the Age of Sigmar League, which puts about 30 players right now. Yeah, it's about 30. It's a, yeah. like, I think, one or two below 30. Mm -hmm. um, and it'll probably go above 30 by the time uh, people are watching this on their way home. Uh -huh. um, but so keeping people interested in the leagues um, is from the organizer staying consistent with it, right? So, mm -hmm. like, if Kai's up here every... Uh, every Monday or whatever the league day. Uh, once again, people know that they can come up and get a game. They can get the league in, uh, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, and secondly, the most important, important thing, uh, anyone who's running a league, take this to heart. Uh, one thing you need to do is make sure that everyone feels involved and feels like they are, mm-hmm. um, or maybe feels like they have a chance of really participating in the league. And what that means is <laughs> we've done some leagues in the past where we have a couple of guys who just go, I'm going to win everything. Yeah, go. yeah, yeah. Like, like they go all out. They're, they're here. They're grinding games. And that's great. That's how they enjoy the game. Uh-huh. Once again, no problem to that whatsoever. However, uh, good old Mark here. Mark, how many games do you play in about a month? Maybe three. Yeah. And so Mark's going to look at the league and be like, I play three games a month. I want to play a little bit more. I want to play at least once a week for the league yeah. uh, for participation. So I'm going to bump that up to four. Once again, easy goal to make. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But um, maybe he'll play more, maybe he won't. But like the goal is four uh, a month. Now, the guy grinding the game, Mark's going to look at him and be like, I'm never going to catch up to him. Nope. Like there's no point in me playing this league other than to feed this guy prize. <laughs> And, yeah. and so that's an honest complaint that we get a right. lot where it's we don't want one guy walking away with him, right? Yeah. And so with leagues, we like to turn the rules around instead of doing like, you know, always, you know, we cap off the amount of wins that you can get a week yep. yeah. um, for points. We add in additional ways to participate for points, whether it's writing stories, painting, mm. painting. Um, Super I like even... Uh, adding in building terrain or fixing terrain. Yeah. Um, because once again, that gets people involved. It helps them build the world and it gives them way. So giving other people opportunities to enjoy the league, the special rules and all that sort of stuff without there being a focus on who's dominating the most. Yeah. Well, and the cool um, thing is that doesn't prevent uh, the person who just wants to play a lot from winning the league if they want to, but it kind of evens things out so good. So I think a lot of times you can do what they do at tournaments. They have, like, best general. They yeah. have, you know... Yeah, do, splitting up multiple prizes. And so, like, obviously give a prize to someone who's gotten the most points. Because mm-hmm. at the end, that's how they enjoy the game. And they, <laughs> they've they worked for it. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you like, should like, be still rewarded for yeah, playing the game. But also have things like who writes the best narratives, who's painted the best model. Um, and then Kai has mentioned there, raffles are really, really important. Ooh, okay. Now, with raffles, make sure that you are in accordance with your state's gambling law. Uh, like, oh, it is. No, it's a thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really important. Make sure you check on that on what you can give away and what you can't give away. Gotcha. No loot box. Yeah. No. And, and so <laughs> it, it changes on the fly, but like you need to be especially particular. Um, ask your store what you're able to do mm-hmm. um, in terms of prize support, um, whether it's raffles or doing whatever. But it's important to know. Um, but having some sort of like lottery system or whatever um, for saying people like, hey, you've participated in this league. Um, here's a chance at getting something, you know. Um, yeah, like, I, don't, I don't see a reason why, like, for example, playing a game, you know, obviously a cap on it. But playing a game in games yeah. in a week or something would, you know, throw your yeah. your ticket in there mm-hmm. uh, up to five. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and so, OK. Interesting. Hmm. And so once again, everyone who's participated has a chance. Um, that keeps people active and playing in it because, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I don't have a shot at winning best general points or maybe they feel like they're not a good narrative writer. You will surprise yourself then, hmm. uh, in terms of writing and painting. Um, but if you feel like those aren't your strongest areas, hey, you always have a shot. Mm-hmm. We're telling you there's a chance. Yeah, and I, I think like, you know, a, a painted model, you know, throw a, 
through a ticket in the raffle. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Uh, a game you played through a ticket in the raffle. Yeah. A narrative you wrote, ticket in the raffle. You know, yeah. And then cap it at five. Exactly. Give everyone an opportunity to, to get like the maximum number in there. So the guy that grinds games, he can grind his games, get his tickets in there. The guy who likes yeah. to paint his models can get his tickets in there. I really like that. I, I'm going to steal that. That's good. <laughs> yeah, and so it's, it's really important um, to make sure everyone feels like they're involved at all times in the yeah mm -hmm. and that is the hardest thing to do because that is the most common source of burnout is just seeing someone get ahead or yeah. maybe they had a week of work and they couldn't make it right right um i mean this is like a bit of a tangent but if everyone knows the game eve right even yeah. online the yeah, spacing but... is like everything is done in real time like you want to mine this it says it'll be done in 12 hours yeah. back in 12 hours it's done so as a new player, I was like, so these people have been playing, been playing for years. How am I ever going to catch up? Like, right, right. no matter what, they're always going to be richer and better than me and everything else. Yeah. I was like, huh. Why yeah, play? I can see that. Yeah. It always so, helps to have someone in Eve that uh, takes you under their wing, so to speak. Yeah. And, and same with, with, like, this is, to me, this is the point of leagues and things like that. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a slow grow league, mm -hmm. but um, it could be anything in general. But th these are the casual... Yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily casual isn't the best best way, but these are the community based events yeah. in which the purpose is not to crush everyone under your foot. Mm -hmm. um, it is to the point of building things up. So if you see a new guy, play him in a game. Yeah, you're probably going to win, but also tell him what you're doing, why yeah. you're doing it. Explain to him maybe things that he didn't understand about his own army. Because a lot of times playing guys playing new things, they miss a lot of like the cool little tricks you can do. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, so explain that. Yeah, and, we have a Philip Collar. Yeah. He played a game of War Machine Horse last night, and it was a small game, a yeah. learning game against someone else who was also learning. And I was like, oh, you know, he charged in. I was like, you have pain response. And he looks at the cards like, oh, my God, I do. And so he charged in for free. And then he's like, I'm going to pay for this attack. He's like, you have two initials. Like, oh, my God, I do. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and once again, uh, this shouldn't, like, with these new people, like, it shouldn't be discouraging watching them get excited about them finding yeah. out new things, exactly. right? You know, like, uh, don't seek people out because they're an easy win. Um that's not a great way to build community. And yeah. once again, in terms of these community-based events, the wins overall are not as meaningful as your participation in the league. So, like, you playing more games is going to get you more points than you winning every single game that you play, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's more about that. Um, so take the time to build your community. Make sure that the people you are playing against stay around after them. Right. Got to have um, fun. And like to us as a store, that's the purpose of the league is to get people into a game and excited about it and for them to enjoy it to the point where they want to keep playing it after the league ends. And the, the nice thing about leagues and getting the community growing is because when people start, their collection isn't going to be that big. Yeah. That's why the lower point cost really helps with that. Yeah. So and you have people that are in the league, so you don't have to go, hey, do you have a smaller army? It's like, no, the people there is like, I will have the smaller army because everyone's at the yeah. smaller army mm -hmm. size. So you're not like, oh, do I need to ask him if he can change his list? Like, no, the list is ready. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's go good to it. go. Yeah, so it gives opportunity for a lot of people to to not feel like, because yep. I know um, we also have people when they come in starting a new army, they feel bad asking someone to play down from the standard point exactly. value. And exactly. it's just like, Mark had a great point where it's just like, no, you don't have to worry about that because everyone will be playing that point value. Uh, yep. Another nice thing is, Obviously, smaller armies are easier to, to learn about. Yep. You're not sitting there being like, all right, so 
I need to move these two intervals on the left flank, and then I need to make sure that my general is close enough to that. No, it's like I have five models. Let's just and then you yeah. know, <laughs> then you, you learn what those models do, and then as your army grows, like okay, I know how to manage this section. I played with this section, and then all of a sudden, all the little armies you played get combined in a big army, and you know how they function. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, my my week one army for the Age of Sigmar League, four models. What? Less. It's troll, troll, troll. Or a giant. Troll. Yeah. No, it's troll, 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 troll. <laughs> oh, so you're not bringing the, the mushroom? <laughs> no, 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 no. How many points uh, is that? Thousand? No, 500. Oh, okay. You're starting super small. So, right. yeah. So for like a thousand points, I get a, a bit more. Um, which a few is more nice, trolls. <laughs> yeah, a few, a few more trolls. Maybe a giant. Um, yeah. And so it, it's one of those things where uh, like I'm excited to, to get to learn and how to play this army and um, I know a lot of other people are about this league. And so at the end of the league, what I expect or what I necessarily want is to have an army more painted than what I began with. Yeah. Once again, set an easy goal. Yeah. <clears throat> and then for me to have at least a grasp of the basic rules of the faction that I'm playing. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely in this. I, I need to learn command point. Like that's one thing I, I yeah. really lack. Yeah. I was watching some battle reports and... Like, I was losing my mind. I was like, you can do that with command points now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, because they added a lot of the functionality of the, the Games Workshop command points. Really. Yeah. And the fact that you can bank command 40K, points. 40K, you mean? You said Games Workshop. Yes. 40K. They have more than one game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like what you can do with the 40K command points, whether it's like reroll a charge yeah. or... And that's really uh, important because yeah. a lot of times you're for example like you're not a shooting army you're up yeah. against a shooting army they constantly just fall back you're like all right time to get this charger i'm screwed yeah. and you're like fail cool yeah but then you get to re-roll it and yeah so, and so. If, if you're a melee army you're not spending any command points until you get there so right you, when you finally get into combat it's like i have four command points yeah right <laughs> now yeah exactly and so it, it's in, there's a lot of rules that that we need to brush up on yeah um especially in terms of like hsa um, or I'm playing in a, a 40k league as well. This uh, nice, good for you. Early winter, yeah. So I'm getting a lot more games in, and I'm learning more. Uh, I'm having to ask a lot of questions um, that I probably should know already. But uh, once again, that's um, the whole point. With this league, no, yeah, no one's like John. You don't know that. No one's called me out. Learn as you go. Yeah, exactly. It's a fun way to learn. And uh, turns out. Uh, People like seeing more people play, no matter, no yeah. matter what. Right? Um, let's talk about scheduling. So, in terms of an organizer, how can you make sure to schedule things so that the most people can play and whatnot? The, um, you have the, a set day that, yeah. that everyone's like, hey, this is the you know the day I will be here to help keep everything organized. Yep. And then everything else is just, if you know people in the, in the, in the league, you can just schedule it whenever. Yeah, for, for a long time, we used to have leagues where... You know, you had to, like, let's say me and Mark got paired up in this league. Yeah. And we had oh, to yeah, find yeah. a time to meet. No. That... Yeah. Unless unless it's a very small group that you know very, very well. That mm -hmm. does not work. Yeah. It'd be like, uh, John, we're scheduled to meet today for our games. Like, oh, I'm sorry, Mark. My cat had, had her quinceanera. I yeah. can't make it today. <laughs> uh, listen, so can we reschedule it? It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, you know, my dog has its mani-pedi. Yeah. Uh, so I can't make it on this day. <laughs> My cat's quinceanera was off the chain. Yeah. Was the dress beautiful? It was. <laughs> she hated it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The entire night. Um, but 
uh, so that doesn't line up. So picking a centralized day, and this is where you as an organizer can do a couple of different things. Set the day that one, you're able to make it uh, consistently and always, or if you are more available than, than other folks, uh, put poll, pull the event page, pull the group or forum or whatever you're doing saying, what day are you guys most likely to make? Hmm. Take the one that wins, set that as the day, make sure you are there and uh, do that every week. Nothing kills a league more than you just being like, oh, by the way, I can't make it. Yeah, you know, right. like, um, so <clears throat> everyone make sure you're there for the day. And then after that, make sure that it's a day that the community can go to. Because like, let's say you set it on like, you know, Thursdays or whatever, but everyone has something else going on Thursday. And so you're the only one here. It's like, there's, don't do that. <laughs> um, so, the, so scheduling wise, that pretty much covers that. How do we get attention from people to see and about the league and actually like discover it? So, just being here. Yeah, uh, being at the store promoting it is a great way to do it. Um, okay. Outside of that, talk to your store. Um, outside Gigabytes, I, I like to feel that we do a pretty good job in terms of. Yeah, we do a pretty good good. I'll show you guys. Um, are watching this live that's not what i wanted to pull up so we have this play at giga.com where you can sign up for leagues and tournaments um uh, yeah and so and you can see that here this is a super simple system for those who haven't seen it before it's basically a three-click process you click once on the actual like campaign or tournament on the sure. date and then you put in your info and it takes you to paypal to pay uh, which is super convenient because that means that the event organizer can say, hey, guys, you know, this is the day we're running it. Here's the dates. Go here to pay. And then the store can keep an electronic record of it. They don't have to keep a physical copy of, like, who signed up. And people don't have to go to the store to sign up. Even though they can still do that, it's super convenient to be at home and be like, oh, I can't wait to be in that league. Let me sign up online right now. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And also things to think about, too, um, to build up interest in all that, um, once again, talk to your store, uh, make posters, make flyers, do whatever you want, break out your arts and craft skills, uh, whether it's digital or handmade. Yep. Um, but literally just having flyers and things like that that people can walk by and see yeah. um, does a lot. Um, it, it, once, once again, it lets them know that it's going on and that's supported by the store that you're in. Um, and so a lot of it's going to be coordinated with your store, um, asking what you can and can't do, how you can advertise. Um, but advertising is going to be a big, big deal. Uh, and nothing says, come play my game more than playing a game on a beautiful board. Uh, with Ooh, yeah. Bert, I do agree. The realm thing is kind of confusing. Like, yeah. You're supposed to like decide, do you roll? Just say nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and Kai's been doing a great job with social media, like mm -hmm. constantly posting what he's working on, telling people, hey, uh, this is all going towards the league. This is all uh, becoming uh, focused on the, the league that's going on. Speaking of uh, what someone's working on. Oh, yeah. Oh, John's, man. Uh, bad so moon good. that he's been building. Yeah, so uh, this is going towards the league. Um, it will be done as a uh, bad moon token for the board itself. And then um, also we are going to be using it for some special league stuff. So, so, you know, keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. um, so with all that, it's showing your excitement for the game um, in any which way you can. And that's a great way to advertise to get people into it. And once again, if you are, let's say you're trying to build a community from zero, um, 
reach out to other sources um like see what how your how that store advertises and see if there's any new venues from there um i know reddit is a great one uh to post saying hey there's a league going on at the store in yeah. you know arizona or whatever um reaching out to other uh, social media things like whether it's twitter um youtube whatever just reach out spread the word try to grab people that maybe use those venues more um that don't know about that store or didn't know that that store was going to host an event so it's a great way to to reach out and kind of get things um going yeah now in terms of overall if you're doing a league um not organized play let's talk about tournaments in a second but in terms of league still since we're on that um length of league how how do you best determine what the length of the league is um so don't have a go too long um i think eight weeks is probably on the edge of too long um because that's usually going to be like burnout um really really burnout but you want to have enough to where people can slowly escalate over time to to fill it in thanks Six, six weeks is a good one. Um, and once again, this is going to be um, you as a individual figuring it out. So John Caspian, the gentleman we're talking to, he mm-hmm. is going to be running a league soon up in his area. Mm-hmm. Now, this is going to be one of the first leagues you're doing, correct? Yeah, third. And you are doing it in an area where you are trying to build that community, right? Yeah, yeah, basically. And so what I would recommend is do potentially a shorter league with less of a buildup. So like um, doing a four-week league where you start off at, like, let's say you're doing like Kill Team. We'll do 40K. 40K. Okay, cool. Great. 40K. 40K. Start off at 500 points and end the league uh, after four weeks at 1,000 or uh, 1,250. Like keeping it small. Don't expect them to jump all the way to 2,000 points. And keeping the league... We league at a four week minimum. One, the investment for someone new coming in is, and then also it gives you more time to focus on that league and get things done and stay keep that motivation. So you finish this league successfully in that four weeks, and you have a lot of people stay with it. Because if you end a league and say we had a ninety percent player retention rate, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'd be like, Proof. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, so, and so once again, that's that's really really huge, and that goes. A long way so when you do the next league next league you're going to do six weeks and you're going to go all the way up to 1750 yeah um once again those people who started the league last time they're like well i don't have a 1750 list in that faction or i don't have that all painted like i'm going to join this league again with that same faction and build it up to the next stage yeah and then the next league you do you can kind of go eight weeks and build it from there and each time you should have roughly same amount of people, or maybe even more, because people hear about how great your one league was. They're like, it was super fantastic. The only complaint I had, it was four weeks. Yeah. It was only four weeks. And you're like, uh, <laughs> I got the answer for you. Six weeks. Bam. And then you drop Bam. the mic. Just, just throw it in front of them. They just faint. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's like, ooh. <laughs> um, and so you, from there, um, getting a reputation, um, you know, word of mouth goes a really, really, really long way in terms mm-hmm. of the gaming. Yeah. Um, and so getting reputation for running successful leagues is great. Um, so if you are new to running leagues, if you are new to this game in particular, just really passionate about it, keep it small and keep the overall investment smaller in it. So like, don't always hit the max tournament value of points every time you run a league. 
uh, because that's really daunting for some folks, especially when oh, they're yeah. getting into it. Um, and then people are going to feel a lot better about the game and the system that they're playing when you say 500 to 1,000 and everyone at the end of the league has 1,000 points of stuff and a lot of it painted already. They're yeah. going to be like, oh, great. So in next league round, I'm going to build a different 500-point army in that action and build that one up to 1,000. At the end of it, I got 2,000 points. Yeah. Bam, tournament standard for 40K. It's like, I want to start with Ogre now. So their 500-point yeah. list is Ogre. And then, yeah. And then they'll, yeah, exactly. they'll, they'll throw in their imperial. Yeah. So like I'm doing the trolls for this league and maybe season two of the trolls, I'm going to be like all squigs. Yep. <laughs> and so, yeah, but yeah, that yeah. how it works. I was like new theme change or new, new uh, league change the theme. Yeah, exactly. And so it's a great way uh, to get people excited and into it. Yeah. And once again, it goes all the way back to what we were talking about getting the cast, uh, keeping easy goals, right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like people are going to feel a lot better about running it, supporting it, and playing in it, if there are goals that they can accomplish. And when I say easy, like not walk in the park, like there has to be some amount of challenge to it so they feel sort that we all feel rewarded by the end of it, right? Um, But we want to make sure that it's in the realm of possibility for a majority of people. Uh, And so if you are a fiend at painting, don't expect everyone to match your quickness or quality of painting i know um this is a good story david kelly joined a league and he ended up crushing the painting competition because he painted i think two like yeah almost the entire faction of uh one of his armies throughout the no no no, it was a legion of everblade oh really yeah and so don't expect everyone to do that but expect something a little bit more realistic where Throughout a league, let's say a four-week league, I would expect a unit and a character and maybe, like, a tank. So basically, like, the contents of a start collected. Um, or if you're going for, like, War Machine and a Horde, like, think a battle box plus a unit. You know, like, those are all something that could be accomplished within four weeks for a majority of people mm-hmm. they are putting the effort. That's yeah. an easy goal. Um, don't expect everything. So my goal for this Age of Sigmar League, though, is to do something I think done in kind of which is uh, paint an infantry unit. Yeah, oh, the dude. whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. The last thing I did was David Tabletop Drago. quality, bro. Don't get too into it. Uh, yeah. That's the issue. Work is that I dry do. brush. And, and so once again, this is something to work on during the league. Is All right, cool. How, how do I step away? Yeah. Like, how do I say that's good enough? Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> it, 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 it's tough. It's tough in this hobby. Um. So it's it's all exciting and it's all like really great. Now, how about timing in terms of like what time of year that you do your campaign? Because there's people with Uh, kids that got school events and stuff like that. Yeah. So so running leagues, um, there's a lot of different times that you can do leagues and have them. There's there's the winter leagues that people play with what they got Christmas. There's summer leagues because breaks or time off. Exactly. There's um, there's usually a fall league. Just yeah. There's usually a fall and a spring league. And both of those, so once again, it's timing due to people's schedules for yeah. two of the leagues, winter and summer. Mm-hmm. And then to me, there's timing for leases of yeah, that's the true. spring and the uh, the fall one. And so the spring league is, hey, right before summer or whatever, we're going to drop the new uh, Battle Tome, or not Battle Tome, the new General's Handbook. Yeah. Um, or in the fall, they're like, here's this new 40K box. Both of these build hype, and people are wanting an excuse to and those leagues allow them to do that. So 
and it's great for the stores for the the fall and the, the spring leagues because once again it's a great product release that ends up getting more following because hey you have a league to support and it's great for the players because they want like they're already in it and they want to explore those new rules or that or even learn how to play against that action that just dropped yeah, i'm looking definitely. at you sisters of basketball oh yeah. dude um, it's gonna be good and that's a tangent as well this is yeah about. um but so so timing leagues uh i i find two ways find it to where most people are available so uh usually summer or winter seasons are great because a lot of people have time off uh winter is a little bit more complicated mm-hmm. because people traveling for holidays and all that sort of stuff but it's not anything that you can't get around due to due to nice scheduling yeah, I understand the pain, Justin. Yeah, yeah. I um, ended I ended my kill team league like I think it was December 9th or tenth or something like that, because people yeah. tend to go out of town for a couple of weeks sometimes. And so, and vice versa, there is the leagues based around product. Release. Yeah. So mm-hmm. luckily, this gets release um, takes place during the winter league. So it gave us or it, us the collective we. And by the collective we, I mean Kai. It gave Kai a great narrative uh, structure yeah. for the league. And so Kai recognized, hey, not everyone's going to be playing Gloom Spike Gets. However, that is where the focus of the Age of Sigmar narrative from Workshop is going right now. So he is taking that narrative, converting it into the league itself. And so everyone's having to deal with this uprising of Gits. Yeah. So, and once again, I, I personally love that because... Um, Let's say I wasn't doing trolls because yeah. th- there was a good chance that I wasn't going to play trolls. I was just going to. I love the idea of saying, "How's the Zinch going to deal with all these, these gits?" Yeah. And how how, how does Zinch feel about the bad moon? Like, because the bad moon's all like driving people mad, and it's difficult to predict. Does Zinch love it, or is Zinch enraged that something else is as labyrinthian as him? Yeah, I mean, if it's not something he can influence, he's probably yeah. outraged about it. Yeah, exactly. So once again, it gave me a narrative starting point for um, my my army in the league. Yeah. So the fulminating flock would be like, we got to study that bad moon. Like yeah. maybe we're going to be the one to crack the like, code. Yeah. Like yeah. what what is enigma uh, yeah. of this bad moon? Exactly. Uh, no, there's the the city of secret book uh, yeah. explains how you know everything Zinch does is long drawn out plan for one final goal. Yeah. And one was there's this powerful wizard in the city, and like we need him on our side. But right now he's uncorruptible. Yeah. So they did all these things like, like they like banned him from certain things to make him frustrated, left certain books within his reach yeah. at a certain time. And so eventually this uncorruptible wizard became like this uh, possessed wizard of Zinch. who was like, huh. all right, time to do this for the Dark Lord. <laughs> yeah. And so and so once again, like that's a cool story to work into like a league thing. Yeah, like but, maybe my, my Zinch guy is going to be that wizard, you yeah. know, like it, but, but how do you corrupt? Or how do you control a bad moon when you're just like, yeah. just floating across? Hey, well, that wizard, he's just. This is how you guys did it to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no. So every faction is going to interact with this new force in some way. Or That's shape. cool. Yeah. Um, and the league itself is a great way to do that. Um, and you can do the same thing with 40k. I know uh, War Machine and Horde is really, really good about releasing narrative leagues um, that coincide with releases. Mm. So we have. Um, we have the uh, oh my god, but basically you get to rescue or let Kador control the uh, country of Lael. Yeah, uh, steampunk France. Um, I, I don't want. To. Yeah, and so once yeah. again, Mark doesn't want it. You're already invested in that league, mm-hmm. um, and with that, there's also the Oblivion uh, campaign book that releases this summer. Ooh. So 
the Oblivion book uh, focuses on the invasion of the new faction. And so once again, uh, it's either you're playing the new faction or you're playing a your current army trying to figure out how to deal with them, how to survive through it. So let me get this straight, though. Before, when when uh, Privateer Press released books, it was always like, here's your War Machine book, here's your Hordes book. Yeah. Now, is Oblivion just an everything? Everything. everything. Yeah. Mm. So that's nice. Uh, before, like, for example, I would uh, I would buy the, the Hordes side yep. of the book, and I would only read about the Hordes stuff. But now, if I buy the, everything, I get to read on both facts yeah. and actually learn more about the world and so, in one book. And so their thought, to, to do a little tangent, is now... All of the Hordes factions and all the War Machine factions are brought up to such a point where they're now interacting with each other mm -hmm. on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. It's no longer like, eh, we'll let the wild races figure it out amongst themselves. It's yeah. like, oh God, how do we deal with the trolls and Kator at the same time? Heading yeah. us from both flanks. It's like, we can't go to those woods. Thorn are there. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, so it's really cool. But yeah, so War Machine does a really good job about building up and such. And it's a good way to do your other leagues so like infinity leagues things like that go with the new release or where mm -hmm. the story's going i know yeah. the guys at corpus belly have this really great narrative that and one way to cap off like sections if you have a longer campaign is like halfway through do a special event uh so yeah. what i did for my kill team league was i had them face a custodes a single mm -hmm. model yeah. Oh, and wow. it was uh, each, uh, we had gotten up to 150 points per side so it was 300 points versus one model and the one model almost won each time <laughs> because the way I, I arranged the rules because power curves are weird in 40k so they're super sweet yeah. but still the way i did it was like he's pretty much invincible and can shoot tons of stuff so yeah just... so did you, you did uh, the thematic rules instead of the, the yes tabletop. and people loved it. i mean they ate it up they were just like this is the coolest thing because how often yeah, do you man. get to actually play what you imagine the lore to be because you imagine the custodies is just impossible to kill have you have you seen the the fan made video? The Astartes? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Awesome. That's cool. So they have like the Gatling laser turret that just mows down all the Imperial Guard, and it just starts hitting the Space Marines like. Duh, 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 like I love it. That's how it should happen. Yeah. And he uh -huh. just backs up. Goes smoke grenade. Oh, and I love seeing his armor get like hot at yeah, places right. and like cool down. Yeah. Um, like that's ceramite plating right there. Yeah. Um, and so, like to cap off leagues or to add in uh, points. Do a, um, if it's in your schedule, do like a special event day, like run a special scenario where you have a lot of people coming together. Yeah. Whether it's all of them playing one scenario together mm -hmm. or that it requires some sort of person to proctor the event mm -hmm. um, is absolutely great. And once again, if you don't have time permitting for that, um, do either midway points or at end points, do a tournament. Mm -hmm. Do, do a, a tournament. An apocalypse game. Yeah, or Apocalypse game. Like, do something big. Do something uh, fancy. Um, and it doesn't even have to be, like, an Apocalypse, like your standard Apocalypse game. Do something like, okay, great. Um, at the end of this tournament, we're going to do a day of a special scenario. Bloom Spite Skits is a really uh, good example, where it's going to be all of the Goblin players coming together, fighting against everyone else. That's yeah. so like, cool. So all destruction versus everyone else. Um, I like it. And that's if you don't want to run a tournament, but it gives an excuse for everyone to come together and play against people. So um, there's that. But yeah, doing doing something like a finale, a, uh, uh, a celebration of the league itself and everyone who has survived through it, yeah. who has struggled and painted and built and played, um, give them a way to celebrate by showing things off to the community as a whole. So yeah. I, I like that. Now, in terms of supporting the stores as you're playing, are there any ways that stores can incentivize um, 
incentivize that process? Well, so we kind of talked about that before. Mm -hmm. um, stores incentivizing it would be using their product support from whatever company they're doing okay. with, yeah. whether it's something that they have to go out and specifically ask for, or if they have a budget from the company that they have that allows them to get prize support. Um, provided to the people in the leagues, added to the ra uh, raffles or however you're doing your participation participation support. Um, doing a little Sean and, Connery there. <laughs> participation. Yeah, <I> know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so like that's all good ways of doing it. Um, and then also the store um, highlighting the league, showing people play, mm -hmm. and vice versa. If you're playing in a league and you love the fact that it's at your favorite store, or your local store, or whatever, post on social media, post on your outlet that you normally do, saying, "Hey, I'm having fun playing this league, uh, Kai's the uh, Bad Moon League at Gigabyte." If you post that up, it, I mean, it, we're super appreciative whenever people talk about us on the internet. Um, it really does help us out. It builds uh, a following, lets people know that, hey, we're, we're the store that you want to be at for gaming. Um, and it goes both ways. So uh, stores can support the league by making sure that you guys have table space, making sure that you guys have the terrain or the supplies that you guys need to play the game. Mm -hmm. uh, if you run table fees, maybe do something where, like, if you're playing in the league, uh, discount on table fees. Yeah. Wavered, wavered yeah, yeah. with the league admission price or um, Provided you're playing league game. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and so there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. Um, and it, the store taking an active interest in it um, will lead to the store supporting. So. Yeah. Um, once again, if you're playing in a league at a store, make sure that you not only post saying, hey, I'm playing the league at the store, make sure that you pick a product there. Um, if you already have your army, buy some paints, whatever. Um, and this isn't necessarily about gigabytes in general, but all you guys who play it differently. Um, the point of a lot of stores supporting and running leagues is to build communities uh, so the store can keep going and be prosperous. So make sure you pick up your bottles, your paints, your glue, your whatever. Um, at your local store and let the store know that hey i'm playing in a league you might want to stock up on xyz yeah yeah whatever's like yeah popular this, or, yeah. or a good addition to Correct. the armies for yeah the so make sure they always have the starter boxes exactly. in stock and then like usually a popular choice elsewhere yep because um, that urge to buy that moment you're like oh exactly. next week i gotta have another unit here that exactly. is right in my hands yeah mm -hmm. um and so and so communication <laughs> on ways but yeah, make sure you are supporting the store that you are spending your time one way or another. It it, it really does help it's because that lets the store stock the game more. When the store stocks the game more, that means people are going to see it when they come in, get mm -hmm. interested, buy those things because it's available, and they can do that impulse purchase and start playing. Yeah. But people um, always got to play first because people aren't playing. Yeah. You know, I've done this before where I think I got into Sigmar because I watched a game. Oh, and, and uh, War Machine Hordes, too. Um, I yep, watched yep. a game, and I was like, dude, this looks so fun. Went right over the shelf and got it. Now, looking at the shelf alone, it's just shelf, right? They're cool artwork, yeah. cool boxes. But the moment you see that stuff being played, oh, so yeah. good. Yeah, it's uh, playing it on a table, um, especially making sure that you have interesting terrain. Uh, painted armies, definitely. Um, it doesn't really matter the point value. As long as it looks interesting and fun, mm -hmm. most games should do at any point. So, yeah, do that. It's great. Uh, yeah. Like, some games are a lot easier to 
X-Wing is just like, oh yeah, everything's painted yep. already yep. and you're flying in space so we don't need like, difficult terrain um, other than like meteors yeah. and like asteroids. No, and mm-hmm. was... Yeah, uh, man, those are fun. I will say uh, there's one tangent I would like to reach and see if I can get people's opinions on it, but uh, rumor mills. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, because we're, like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're almost done. We've got like some the... rumor mill time. Oh yeah. Uh, so, like, ages ago, I would say almost like a year ago, <laughs> but uh, uh, they released a picture that looked like a, a long feather, which is uh, like a symbolic... Uh, a plume. Yeah, a plume. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's very symbolic of, of the old empire. Mm-hmm. So yep. they showed that. I was like, ooh, does mean free people? And then later they showed a, a razor that was like, all right, that's maybe a bright wizard. You know, the fire yeah. wizards of the empire had those just sitting on their shoulders. And then uh, a little bit later, they reached the flamethrower. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, does that mean mm-hmm. it was just part of a Sisters of Battle? Now I know people are anticipating Sisters of Battle. Yeah. But I really want free people. Yeah. And absolutely. I was like, oh, no. Is everything I've seen before just going to them? To, to kind of jump on that, um, the feather isn't really indicative of Sisters. So you can take that as yeah. you will. Yeah. But it's Rogue Traders. Uh, um, oh, did they? Was it? I don't know. I don't remember if it was. Rogue. It, I mean, that, that would be Rogue Trader thing, right? Kill team. Oh, the kill team. Yeah, I think the, no. the kill team box that the lady has a. No, no, this this was uh, after they. Oh, it was it. after. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, it's usually not um, unless they're doing like an Inquisition kill team or something like that. Um, so, other things to to think about as well. Um, Everyone put on your tinfoil hats. <laughs> this is John's favorite time. Um, so before Gloomspite gets, goblins were divided into multiple different sections on the Games Workshop website. Uh, then uh, a couple of weeks, I want to say it was like in December or November, maybe before Black Friday, um, all of the gets got rolled into a single tab um, on the uh, Games Workshop website. Did the same thing for Greek people. And then they also did the same thing for Skaven mm-hmm. as well. And then after the Skaven thing, like uh, a lot of reporters, um, Chaster Ma- Chapter Master Valrak uh, apparently asked the people at Games Workshop, who's like, hey, what's this about? And basically got the, oh, we're just, you know, reducing yeah. the clutter on the website. Don't worry about yeah, it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Blue Spike gets came out. And now um, after the Skaven got condensed down, instead of it being each individual plan, now Skaven, the Carrion Theaters box set got yep. unveiled the yep. new Skaven model. So mm. we're expecting the next Skaven Battle Tome to be all uh, all together. So yeah. it won't just be Clan Pestilence or Clan Escher or whatever. I mean, they'll um, still have those keywords. Correct. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. And, and similar to the Gloom Spike gets where you can run an all Spider Army or an all Troll Army um, or an all just um, um, Moon Clan Army. And the one thing I love is the video they released that went through it all. It, Explained all the brought tribes and mm-hmm. what they felt the Bad Moon represented, yeah. and so it like really that. shows like how they that. can be all under one banner. It was like for the Bad Moon, it's like for that giant sack of eggs in the sky. Yeah, it's like each one. Different war cry, but they're all together uh, for that one reason. Exactly. Huh. And so um, the Skaven release, uh, we should hopefully see a lot of people together, um, and by a lot of people, I mean all the clans working together. Um, and so the free people's got the same. Same treatment, yeah. where they mm. had like the wizard college and like the, <sighs> that drove me insane. The so bad engineering, whatever. Say, and blah, blah, the, blah. Yeah, yeah, the 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 uh, battle wizards. Yeah, uh-huh. or you had all the wizards, you had all the the cannons, and you had even the flagellants and the warrior priests were not free people. 
Yeah. Right? Which is, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so, so once again, they all got rolled into one again. So yeah. that might be where free peoples might be just getting a new battle tome, um, or they might see new models like the Gloom Spike. Like, so with the Skaven, I wouldn't necessarily expect to see much more than the new Warlock Bombardier. Yeah. But having the ability to run a cohesive Skaven army with all of your collection, it's going to be a big, big benefit. So since they make trolls bigger, you think they're going to make humans bigger too? <laughs> um, <laughs> just... Well, no, no. So humans did get like if you look at the Karak acolytes and the yeah the the dark oak that sort of stuff. Yeah, but they're like chaos infused power. But yeah. it would just be funny to be like, all right, so they just throw some mushrooms on some yeah. humans. <laughs> I would expect to see um, a lot or all the humans on thirty-two millimeters. Point mm-hmm. from, from this point, um, and I was also expect if we saw new human models, um, that they're going to be more on the steampunk technological side than they were before, yeah, focusing on the steam tanks and the hand gunners and um, all that. Stuff. So, that's the interesting thing is like in the they had a, a fortress that they could just plop down, and it, it was just a clockwork fortress that just yeah. like. That'd be cool if it, instead of going steampunk, they did clockwork. Mm-hmm. Because like mm-hmm. they had the steam tank, but it would be cool if they switched over, switched gears. Eh, yeah. eh, hey. uh, to, to clockwork. <laughs> uh, but these are all rumors, and we are monitoring them pretty closely. Uh, between me, Mark, David, and the other uh, employees here, we are pretty much on top of the rumors for most of the games coming. Um, I know we did see a piece of lizard skin we have to talk about urban Uber. conquest as well no no oh. it's not so we still don't know what it is um so it could once again lizard skin doesn't necessarily mean seraphon um it could be uh, a salamander yeah. uh, chapter upgrade yeah Ooh, um, it could it, be a cloak it could be yeah, yeah or it could be a um oh, dark but, elf but that could be the the brazer the flamer and the cloak of the thing yeah. so yeah that's maybe three things so this yeah. is where you have to uh, yeah. together the puzzle uh-huh yeah um, and so, so once again, like it's really hard to tell what all the rumors are going. Um, but we do keep a pretty good eye on it. Uh, uh, real so, quick, but, Urban Conquest. Yeah, um, Urban Conquest comes out next week, um, or excuse me, it goes out for pre-order this weekend. Comes out next week. It is the new playstyle expansion from uh, Games Workshop 440K. Uh, it is all about playing in city blocks, like tight corner city blocks. Um, and they have a lot of cool rules to it, um, like how to divide up cities, okay. um, how to play multiplayer games. Um, and it's a big box set that comes with a whole bunch of terrain. No new models, but a bunch of terrain. Um, is it terrain new or is it just like... Yeah, yeah, it's all okay. new terrain. Um, and so it's a lot of barricades, walls, uh, destroyed things that you would necessarily like find on the city. So we have buildings off the walls, yeah. right? But this is to clutter up the streets and things like that. So you have the ability to jump from like cover to cover mm-hmm. and to do the... Uh, like, you know, uh, progressive movements of, you know, keeping yourself safe. And they had this so, cool, like, cityscape map for the campaign. It's neat. Yeah. Uh, and so that you have the, the campaign for Urban Conquest. So, like, you Very know, cool. can through uh, all that sort of stuff. So it seems like a really good box set uh, for the pickup, especially for those guys who like playing uh, new styles of 40K. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a great way to work it into other like, leagues and narrative systems. Or taking that one unit you painted to completion and be like, can feel the painted army. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Urban Conquest comes along with a wave two of the Gloom Spike gets, um, which will include uh, Mangler Squigs, the Dankhold Troll, the uh, Rock Gut Trolls, the Gaba Palooza, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I want to say those are the ones. I can't remember if the uh, the Squig. 
the squig knights are coming in that one or first oh, first way i just want you to know john i could totally auto-tune what you just did there into a song yeah you went Good. those are the ones <laughs> uh, uh oh as you say like one thing you can always do is with uh, conversions is take those goblins riding squigs and put them on the wolves or for new wolf riders oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Want to do horse goblins things like that hmm. i remember someone took the uh the blood bowl goblins because they're more you know yeah. armored up with all that that football padding and turn them into uh wolf fighters yep. nice cool. yeah uh, so we are getting close to store open time so yeah, yeah. we are going to let you guys go uh yeah. thank you very much for joining yeah. us on we always love having an audience exactly yep. and then if you're listening to this on podcast then uh you know tune back in next or whenever i guess this will be up on our podcast which is now on apple by the way Ooh. so it's fancy we got it i think almost everywhere so awesome. You can check it out. Gigabytes Cafe Podcast. And it'll this will be up in a couple hours. Yeah. All right. Cool. Same bat time, same bat channel next week. All right. Goodbye. Bye everybody. Bye everybody. Bye.